But anyway, welcome to the Infinite Creative Podcast. My name is Sean. This is Fitz. We are creative geniuses that talk about podcast news, AI, um, a lot. You know, I should really look at my keyword. Let's look at the keywords mug really quickly here. Oh, so yes. we talk about Going culture. Straight into the ads, my We man. talk about 3D printing. We talk about accessibility. We talk about information, creating value, user experience. But you know what? We also talk about coffee. We talk about coffee sometimes. Not really like the, the ins I, I, and outs, but we talk about coffee. You, I think you should actually hold up the coffee. Um, you, oh, no, it's, it's in shot. Oh, it's in shot. <laughs> it's in shot. So I want to introduce our newest co-member or co-host... Mr. Coffee Pot. Yeah, He's, Mr. Um, Coffee Pot. I, I think he, his nickname is Potty, you know? Potty. <laughs> We're working on names. So if you have a name for him, put it down in the comments below. We're 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 still we're still brainstorming these things. But for everyone, welcome to the Infinite Creative Podcast. Here we're going to talk about some some cool things today. This this morning, you know, Supreme Court was talking about student loans. We're talking about some Notion AI stuff. We're going to talk about you know um, what is the what's kind of the mental health and and how does that relate to creativity and how can you cope with mental health using creativity and kind of create a pyramid um, that he's going to kind of talk and build you through yeah and uh other than that um welcome everybody yeah how are you man i'm i'm doing great i'm not gonna lie um life is very good to me in a weird way and it's very interesting some people right now would be like saying it's mm -hmm. the toughest time to be around in the u.s or just in general on the yeah. world because there's a lot of things going like self and mm -hmm. I, I think we should jump right into like um being creative and making a living with creativity mm -hmm. and actually using creativity to just um, sustain yourself and um, release pressure. So there's like many mm -hmm. aspects to creativity where people are like, oh yeah, I like drawing, for example. Mm -hmm. And they draw, they release their stress. And then there's people who are like, I need to draw so I can make money and make a living. Yeah. And that's like two different pairs of shoes. Mm -hmm. And you as an artist, how you deal with stress and creativity? Well, yeah, I mean, um, for me, I, I think it's just about doing things in a way that's fun, creating a fun environment um, that doesn't always work out with deadlines and things like that. So um, in offices, it's a lot harder, I think, yeah. for people that work in the office. I think um, if like, you know, you go into an agency or you go somewhere where you have to do creativity all day. Um, it can be hard to like leave work and want to do more creativity. So, but I think it's just doing something that is completely separate, right? So if you're like a web designer, then doing pottery, if you're like yeah. uh, a writer for your job, then maybe you're doing like dance or something creative. I think doing something that's like kind of juxtaposing and completely out of left field actually can be really th therapeutic. I feel like yeah. jumping into something you're not good at, for example, can actually be something that really does Releases a lot of good stress and helps you yeah. and gets you again like motivated because like it's mm -hmm. it's really tough right now because like most people are like stressed to the teeth they're like okay recession is hitting um the covid thing um mm -hmm. the war thing um everything is basically going south you mm -hmm. know and they kind of just focus on the wrong thing because like my mentality with the whole thing right now is like you got to double down and figure out who's doing well now mm -hmm. and focus on that because like there's always somebody who mm -hmm. makes a living of somebody else's downfall what is kind of messed up but it's like oh recession is hitting everybody's sitting at home and everybody's just watching tv you know like now Netflix and Amazon and all those mm -hmm. sites who have like streaming options make a killing because they're providing content yeah. and people spend more time on the computer consuming more yeah, and yeah. there's like so many ways where you can benefit from it mm -hmm. and 
you can be victim or cannot be victim but it's really hard to stay actually like uh, motivated in that environment because like everybody's stressed out and you're like i should be creative i should be drawing now because it's the new hip thing or mm -hmm. whatever it is and you're just like in your mental space like i need to make a living i need to do this and i need to do that <laughs> yeah. and in the end you do nothing <clears throat> because you're paralyzed uh yeah yeah the paralyzation right yeah i mean um i think uh you know when i when i jumped off um out of my job and started my freelance um and you know came down here to florida it was a very scary time uh, yeah. i mean um i remember being here and being like you know what 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 how can i make creativity fun when when i need it to make me money immediately you know and and that can be really scary right um yeah uh i you know i I think I've gotten better at this over the years, but it's it's you really do have to push the fun projects even in the middle of the hellish times. It's it's yeah. it sounds really weird where people are like, wait, so so I should do something fun while I'm behind on a project? Should I do yeah. something fun while a client's mad at me? Like that makes no sense. But but in actuality I, though, it makes a lot of sense because the clients will see you doing mm -hmm. stuff and they will admire it. They will not yeah. admire you for struggling for survival. It's just like, oh, somebody's not doing well. I, I kind of don't want to hang out with them because mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of rough. You know, it's like if people have tough times, people try to separate them from that because they don't want to get dragged down. What is like counterintuitive because theoretically mm -hmm. speaking we're a society we should help each other you know and be like oh he's yeah. not doing well Let, let's let's give him a helping hand you know and no everybody likes to win-win and the up circle versus the down circle yeah yeah and, and, yeah exactly and i think um yeah it, one thing in mental health that like sticks out to me is is protest behaviors so protest behaviors is like things that you do in protest to someone doing something and something you commonly do so a lot of the time it adds fuel to the fire right so yeah. so you feel like someone at work isn't paying attention to you so so you're like well then i'm gonna just act in the next meeting like i'm not paying attention that's a protest behavior gotcha. so you actually make the situation worse so so i almost think like why not make creativity your protest behavior right if something goes wrong Ooh, like why not make your protest behavior into making something like okay well that all went wrong the client hated it i'm or i even got fired or something terrible just happened yeah why don't you go do something creative and protest you yeah. know go go paint something go, yeah, go do something <laughs> yeah go make a yeah go make a banksy but you know even dancing and things you know i think we talk a lot about like you know traditional art graphic art and things like that but yeah i mean dancing and um acting you know go do poetry somewhere um you know go do photography you know i think um it's it's funny it's like it's you don't think of these things when you're like in the heat of the moment, when you're angry, when yeah, you're you sad. Can't really. So that is like the other thing. Like people feel guilty for not doing those things and they want to do them and they know they should do them. But yeah. when you have to pay rent and things are going south, it's really hard to be like, I think I should be doing the so so-called fun project and so yeah. I get like refueled or maybe go to a networking thing or go in the park, going for a walk and mm -hmm. then for meet a person you never know what happens you know that's like one of the things mm -hmm. like when i have a client shoot and i go downtown have my camera people are like oh so you do photo video and then then oh new gig opportunity you know yeah but if you're like at home and you model your head and you're just like what should i do you know and you're just like yeah i don't know what to do um nothing's gonna happen yeah it's true i think you know we live in a time where we all feel like we can google our way out of problems and yeah. i think you know the first thing that happens when people lose their job or something happens i think they go to google they go to like save me google what should i do you know get me 
get me out of this where like, you know, um, people are getting more and more scared, I feel like, of the unknown. And I think that can be very dangerous, that the unknown can be a really brilliant, beautiful thing. Even I find myself being too scared of the unknown sometimes where... Um, yeah, you have to kind of jump full, full in. Like when I moved to Florida yet again to go back to that, it was like, it wasn't, it was, there was nothing really safe about that. Yeah. And it made no sense uh, to anyone that I told it to. They were like, so you're going to go move into like a, a half blown down house in Florida. <laughs> you're going to quit your job. You're going to, you're going to quit all this stuff and go down there. Like, and you're well known in this town, but you're not known at all in that town. So you're yeah. going to just, from that- the networking aspect alone, it's like suicidal, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, I jump in a new environment and I'm going to make myself a name. And now I'm like getting all the work just because I showed up and yeah. all the established web designers, videographers or <laughs> designers of any type or creatives, you yeah. know, they're like, they, they work in the corner already. They'll be known, you know, and everybody's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I know five guys. But sometimes people want the fresh wind, you know, and if you get that energy, everybody's paying attention to the new guy. Everybody's looking, you know, so it's it's a, it's a good thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, it can be. I mean, and, and what I, you know, and I think I've talked about this in past episodes is, you know, what I really leaned on too is that like, hey, I'm the new guy. I'm teachable. It's not like I'm coming here to upset yeah. anyone. It's like, I just want to mop someone's floor. I just want to like, you know, I just want to be here. And I think that that read really quickly where people even today, you know, I'll, I'll meet people here in this town. And, you know, I, I try to put that as uh, like, I'm not I'm not here to I'm going to I'm going to take this place by storm. It's like I just come in here like, hey, how can yeah. I help you guys? I'm like, you know, I'll just do whatever I can to help. Yeah, I think it's like an interesting strategy. I know a lot of very driven people like Kenobi Media, for example. This guy is like mm-hmm. driven through the walls. Like, I'm just like, damn, I'm impressed how driven he is, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there's like people where they're less driven. And it's really depending on what boat you sit and how hard you, you know, you, uh, how do you call it? A rudder? Rudder? Uh, yeah, 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 like a rowboat. Yeah, if you're in a rowboat, it, it's really depending how hard you do it. But it also depends on what water you are. Is the currency going with you or against you? Because like sometimes you can put all that labor and then you're going hard, you know, and you don't get Mm -hmm. results. And it's like, yeah, if I would have been like going into a different direction, being on a different river in a different boat, the the efforts would have paid way, way, way more, you know. And you never know where you sit, but you can kind of measure it after like a year or two or three. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, I I, I definitely think that like you can you can. Yeah, you, I, I, and I feel like I've been in the wrong river a lot of, of my life, to be honest yeah. with you. I think I've like, I'm one of those people that uh, I, I've been caught working really hard on things and and using that as a way to get over something. So my protest behavior, a lot of the time, you know, where I just said, do something creative, I, I, yeah, I would almost do something creative. I would just do more work or I would work yeah. harder on the thing. Um, that would be my protest behavior. So like, you know, um, so for the longest time at the beginning of my career, like, and I'm talking like right when I got out of college, things for that first two years or so, um, if something went wrong, if a client was like, I hate this design, I would like, I would like almost abuse myself with how I would be like, okay, well then I'm going to stay up all night giving you a new round. I don't care. I, I got to punish myself for this not going right. I, I think there's a lot of that that goes on too, that like the creatives kind of feel this like, well, you messed that up. Now you got to, now I got to punish myself. I got to work harder now. And yeah, I, I also think like in, in regards to mental health, um, like taking like feedback too harsh, you know, or yeah. like being like really harsh on yourself is like really bad. So my self-protective behavior, because I don't do that. I'm like, okay, I just invalid the opinion of like whoever is giving me the opinion because like Mm -hmm. I know if I value that opinion too much and it actually hurts me, it has no benefit for me because like my own survival, my own mental health is more important than like the opinion Mm -hmm. of somebody, you know? And there's people who are very self-conscious. They're like, oh, 
this is not you know i don't know how they will perceive me like 50 mm-hmm. percent of whoever will perceive you will hate you no matter what it does not matter yeah. if you do good work bad work it's just like we all just have mental space where i think a hundred people there was like a study how big can you your group be and it's only a hundred people you maybe have like five to ten close friends mm-hmm. but the rest you have to fill and you have to cycle through the rest and that's why yeah. if you start in a new job, they maybe don't like you, they don't want to like you, and they don't have the mental capacity mm-hmm. to take on a new person, you know? What is yeah, like, yeah. that's like, it has nothing to do with you. And you should not get like, you know, yeah, take their advice. opinion too much, you know? Yeah, it's great advice. I mean, um, you know, I, I think I see it all the time. Yeah, when I get embedded with a new company, there's always this weird trepidation, right? Of Yeah. Because there is creatives out there that, that, that come in and they want to burn everything down. And, you know, and that's what, something that I think a lot of creatives have to learn is that it's easy to burn everything down. It's easy to come in and say, yeah, the last guy sucks. But it's a lot harder to come in and be like, okay, how about I meet you where you are? How do I, yeah. how do I keep some of your stuff? How do I improve some of this stuff? You know, um, and I think people get scared of that. And I mean, I don't blame them. I mean, I've, I've walked into situations after another creative who did come in, you know, destroyed the SEO without knowing it or, or totally disconnected all the email campaigns. So it didn't work. And, you know, and they did it because they wanted to destroy the system that was already in place and they didn't put something yeah. in that was better. And so so there is that it's not so it's not always you. And sadly, like it's yeah, the, the last person you're always going to have to kind of live that down a bit. The, the last yeah. creative. I mean, like on that note, I mean, like, like I said, like you cannot take it too personal because it's it's a it's a rough environment right now. And let's say yeah. you start a new job, you always be like at a disadvantage and at advantage because we said it. You're the new guy in town, man. This is an amazing feeling. Everybody's yeah. paying close attention. Some of the people they're just like fed up. They're just like, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to deal with it. And they're just like, yeah. just fire him. I'm good without him. You know. And it's like, even though you would provide good change you know so that's like Mm -hmm. a thing being the new guy is a blessing and a curse at the same time it is and you need to take advantage of that in a way and don't take it like too seriously because like you have no control about what the person is going through right now yeah yeah and um and i've probably said this before in podcasts because i've i've been in companies where you know i was the the last one hired first one fired um you know type of thing and uh, you know, I, I, I've had it happen before where, you know, yeah, you, you see it, you can see the writing on the walls. I, I've yeah. been there where you're like, oh, they, I'm, I'm going soon. Things yeah. are getting awkward. And what I would suggest people is fail with grace, you know, have grace in all of it, you know, yeah. don't lose your cool. I mean, I, there's people inside and outside the creative industry that I've, I've, I've known that they get really ugly once the end's coming too. And I would suggest like, don't that yet again, that's the the protest behavior that I'm talking about of like, you know, you, you can't accelerate it. You can't be like, well, I'm going to start doing these things or I'm going to steal these clients or I'm going to do this stuff. But no, I mean, I, I, every job that I've ended, I can, I can definitely say that I, I ended it being like, I'm going to try to leave this chair, this computer (laughs) and have everything that needs to be done, done everything organized. I'm not going to burn down the place i'm gonna yeah. just leave with grace and i think there's I mean, something there's to, that. Lot to that because like on the one side everybody's behavior is different and there's people for example oh my god they work 25 years or 10 years let's say work at the mm-hmm. place give it that all you know and they think like if i have a good attitude if i work my butt off if i work the overtime yeah. magically the new ownership will just appreciate me or mm-hmm. change is not gonna happen you know and then they're fired just like that and <clears throat> yeah. everything they did doesn't mean or matter at all because like the new guy maybe switches up everything and he maybe has a valid reason you know and sometimes yeah. it's just like you gotta adapt to change and you have to be open to it and you cannot take it like with a 
you know like being like oh yeah. they fired me after 10 years how dare they and you know being like yeah yeah well it's you know it's i think it's also just trust the system trust the universe it, it may not make sense in the moment as you're carrying the cardboard box out to the car it may not make sense when you get the the email from the client that says we're going with somebody else can you send everything over to this new guy <laughs> you know in those moments you're going to be mad you're going to feel hurt you're going to feel like you've you've lost the world but Trust the universe. Maybe this is good. You don't know it. You don't know what happens in a month. Maybe this frees you up for some awesome thing you would have yeah, never done. That is like the thing. Like people don't understand. Like let's say you're getting fired. You have now more than 40 hours where you theoretically could relax, take a step back, and like let's see what can I do. I know yeah. this worked in my free time. I made some money like exactly. let's say on the side. Now I can focus like my full-time attention to something that gives me theoretically more same or less money but it maybe will be still enough to make it worth it because like i have no more more yeah. time but you need to have that mental mental capacity of like okay i know this is stressful i know it's not guaranteed mm -hmm. but i could make that happen if i reach like let's say i reach out to 10 clients or 20 clients or 50 clients you know and now i have 40 hours a week yeah and the first 40 hours does not even matter the next week, I maybe can close them, and then it matters and the money is coming in. Honestly, though, um, I've heard of so many people that use that first day that they're like, you know, embrace the chaos, if you will. Like, yeah. all right, well, this just broke my schedule. Here I am on a Tuesday. I just got fired. I have the whole day instead of, you know, and, and I would say, yeah, and, and for people that feel like I, I would go rest, I would go meditate, I'd go for a walk. I think that's great. Um, but, you know, uh, I would say hustle. Try yeah. to, I've had so many people that in that first day got another job and that first day met the next thing. It's surprising, but like it, it, almost, it sometimes can just happen immediately. You'd be surprised. You're like, yeah. get fired and you drive by this, this other agency or studio, go in, just and go in make and make more money. And sometimes happens, you know, like, yeah. because I usually only trade it up. What is like kind of a weird thing, you know, like you would assume like you're getting fired, you're making less money and you know, but I'm usually the guy who's like, okay, I see the writing on the wall and I'm like, I don't want to deal with that. I do, you know, self-preservation. I'm like, I'm not going to deal with that. I basically fire mm -hmm. myself. I quit and make something else work, you know, and mm -hmm. it's theoretically always easy if you see it. Sometimes it's unexpected, you know, and mm -hmm. it just happens, but you need to trust in yourself and that. The more you trust in yourself, you're like, oh, yeah, I can get a job in a week, you know, and that's usually right if you have the mentality. But if you beat down and you walk into the place and you're like, I don't know if they're going to hire me and you're like, you know, beat down. It's really mm -hmm. hard to convince the boss like they, they should hire you, be it a creative yeah. job, be it um, like, you know, like just like working there in the corporate world. You got to have that fire. You got to have that attitude. You need me more than I need you. And they, they will read that and they are attracted to that. Oh uh, yeah, they can be. I mean, they're they're attracted to a good story, really, yeah. right? It's like so. Could you you could go into a place and be like, I got fired because they don't like me, and 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 just kind of make it this this sad story. Or you could come in and be like, you know, I decided to part ways with this other company, and I'm kind yeah. of just looking. You know, it's it's all about how you kind of angle things, right? So you don't have to. Even if you may feel like a loser in the moment, write the story that you want. You know, you don't. You know, you. It's very powerful because they will remember you for that mm -hmm. if you write that story. And on that note, it's like. You you kind of should give thought to it because like some stories are more relatable than others. Uh yeah well yeah and and guess what getting fired is super relatable losing a client is super relatable yeah. having things that happen and you have to move across the country because something bad happens with your family is super relatable so like 
you know, uh, I think a lot of people feel like they need to hide some of these things, but you'd be surprised how nice it is when you start to just tell people kind of what's going on. Now, obviously, keep things secret that need to be secret. Don't like, you know, don't get too over revealing. But yeah, I think, you know, yet again, to go back to my example, you just got fired, you see a studio, you walk in, you know, you can just tell them that like, yeah, I just parted ways with an agency. I've, I've been I've been watching you for a long time. And, you know, I've just been thinking about coming in here, but I, I've had this job and we just decided today to part ways. And so I, I was just driving by with my stuff in the front seat and I just saw you and just wanted to just come in and, and tell you guys yeah. I'm interested. Can I have a meeting with any of you? You'd be surprised what that could lead to. I mean, yeah. just that and that being super honest. Yeah. You're completely right with that. And one of the things that I think is like um, very powerful with that is like you walk in, you have the right attitude, but you have something that fuels you. Some people getting fueled by hate, you know, or, mm-hmm. or they want to prove something. Or, yeah. And some people are just like, oh, I'm they're beat down. Like, I think like there's some emotions that are stronger than others. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like, okay, I want to prove people wrong. And I'm like, I'm going to make this happen no matter what, you know, and then I go out there. Yeah. Or can I figure that out? And I'm like curious, like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a complicated situation. I don't know what's going on. Let's make this happen. If I'm in a good mood, I can make anything happen. But yeah. from beat down, it is, I don't see the opportunities that theoretically are always there, but you don't see them because you yeah. focus on like, let's say you're being realistic. I'm like, oh, what are the chances of me doing this actually? Instead of like just trying. And then because you just try, right. something is happening and like, oh, just works out. You know, talk to a guy, yeah. that guy will lead me to another guy. But if I would have logical assumed like that that guy maybe knows somebody it's not logical you know so it's like then you're already going down that path where it's like "Eh, there's a possibility but the chances are not high sometimes there's zero chances that you will make something and then you make it happen just because of that yeah yeah exactly i mean there's yeah exactly i think just trying can can lead to good things anyway i I think that's what you're kind of getting to there is that like even if you fail with big air quotes and it doesn't work like yeah you go in the studio you tell them that they're like yeah sorry we're all full here can you go now (laughs) who knows like but then you run into that same lady later and she's like hey i'm sorry if like that didn't work out earlier but there's another thing that maybe you'll you'll, down the road like i've had weird stuff like that like where like i'll apply somewhere and it's it doesn't work out for whatever reason and oh yeah he's he's reaching me to Mr. Potts. Ah, we, we need a double hand. I know. It's called your hand a little bit. It's getting kind of hot here. <laughs> yeah, don't grab it. Oh, uh, yeah, here we go. So, but anyway, yes. Can... Yet again, for everyone, please leave in the comments, who should we... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so Mr. Potts is already off to a good start we, here. We, we need to place it in the middle. It's like the best. The cable, the cable's on it. Ah. <laughs> right. yeah, so if you watch this episode on YouTube, you obviously see what's going on, or Spotify, because we upload video everywhere, because we're top Gs. Top uh, Gs. <laughs> but yeah, so if you're just on the Audible version, um, yeah, we're pouring coffee right now, because coffee is my fuel. I'm oh, like, yeah. Some people say, like, it's not that healthy. I mean, as long as it makes you happy and not really, like, uh, ruins you financially or gives you other health issues you should be fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> talking about anxiety here yeah, um but i can handle those levels <laughs> i've i'm like i he's said i'm fueled by that he's a seasoned pro um but yeah it was funny like yesterday we actually hung out and um i got home and uh and my girlfriend she was just like god you really smell like coffee and i was like oh well, i hung out with it what do you expect <laughs> right yeah, um, actually we need like a, a candle like a coffee candle <laughs> gotta put that on the shop i got you guys a coffee candle exactly so you just like can't get and enough coffee soap all of it i mean you yeah you gotta hook up in the soap world so <laughs> um, yeah 
Yeah, like Rachel is killing the game like right now. Like theoretically speaking, you know, she has so much going on. Yeah. And she, she got her product in what is it, Sam's Market or whatever? Not Sam's Market. Yeah, for all of you out there, Rachel is his uh, amazing wife. And, uh, you know, I think we're actually going to have her on a future podcast. We got her yeah. degree. To, to, so she's she's awesome in the architectural world. And she's also killing it in the um, Etsy um, shampoo, dry shampoo, things like that. She's, she's in stores. She's she's essentially been national with stuff. So, I mean, she's pretty awesome. She's yeah. she's killing the game and she's really hot on herself. And I think like that is like one of those um, things where I'm like, it's not really good or beneficial to be hot on yourself but those people usually are like really tough on themselves and then it's like oh that's why they put the quality work in there and yeah. then it takes away from their personal health you know i'm a little bit worse on on the quality to say the least but i'm like i'm really good on like stress and mental health so nothing can shock my world so i'm just like oh yeah we're gonna deal with that where other people just like collapse because like they're they're self destroying themselves over the, the quality uh -huh. and everything and like ah, everything has a trade-off well yeah and, ne and neither neither route's bad i think it's when you have both those people in the same room is a great thing you know when you have someone that's you know gonna oh, the coffee <laughs> <laughs> oh the coffee shout outs um but yeah so it's 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 one of those things where yeah we're we're you know i i think like to kind of wrap up this topic i think like Mental health is like a thing that like over time is going to change for you, right? You're going to go through sh stuff in your life. You're going to have things go good. You're going to have things go bad. And, you know, I think as long as you're getting better at the reactions, that's when you yeah. become a better person is like, can you, can you be the mountain in the breeze? Can you like, can you actually stand there when stuff's hitting you in the face and actually keep rolling with the punches? I feel like the best times of my life were my ability to roll with the punches. If things go wrong, yeah. like whatever, I'm still in it. I don't care. You know, um, and there's things, you know, I think things like this podcast I love to do too. This is kind of my last piece of advice of this is, is starting like creative projects that don't need to do anything. Like there's no expectations that are scary. Yeah. It's not like, you know, on episode one of this is like, all right, we need to start making money immediately. And this needs to, yeah, you know. that is usually like a death sentence for a creative yeah. project. Like if you have expectations, you have expectations, they will be not met. It's very unlikely that your expectations immediately will be met. You know, like mm -hmm. if you just like, okay, let's make that happen. Let's make this fun let's be experimental you learn new things and then you can learn uh, implement those new things on different projects same project mm -hmm. over time but if you're like yeah episode five we need to make 10 grand hmm well and it's fun to just do bootstrap bootstrap yeah. stuff is really fun to do i mean in my painting world now you know, this month as we're recording this, so this will probably be a week or two that it's been up. But if any of you are in Colorado Springs, go to, you know, 503 West. Um, and I, my art is in that entire restaurant now. And yeah, that's you know, what's up. Exactly. And I, and I, it's, I did things that are weird for me, you know? Yeah. So I like, you know, uh, met a guy in a gallery and like walked, went to that gallery and showed him my paintings. And I was just thinking, he was gonna be like, oh, these are nice. You should keep going and talk yeah. to me in a few months or something. And he was like, I love these so much. Let me go get my book right now. And I'm going to put you in one of the spaces that I do stuff for and and you know it, it's it's really cool because when you have these projects like this you start to do weird stuff that you don't, wouldn't usually do right so yeah. so in this podcast you know me talking um, any videos out there like good luck finding any videos of Sean talking about design before this podcast so yeah. on that note though this podcast by itself was meant to be like, you know, we're hanging out, having coffee, talking business, learning from each other because like we're different people, you know, you're my yin and I'm your yang kind of sort of, I'm the social, you're the introvert, you know, mm -hmm. you're the, the perfectionist, I'm the shotgun approach of like, let's produce a lot of content, you know, and it's like, mm -hmm. it's not that um, the podcast needs to make money. It's like, I made more money because I'm like met you and 
learned lessons that I didn't know, like the bookkeeping, mm -hmm. Chris Doe, for example. We had a, a meeting where we were just having coffee. I met a client because we mm -hmm. had the coffee and um, what was it? Black Crow, you know? Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, you're doing video? And I'm like, yeah, I'm doing video. First gig, $400. Uh, it was easy peasy, you know? Mm -hmm. And then... Um, we talked about it and you're like, you should watch Chris Doe because he has like really good pricing strategies and whatever and tactics. Mm -hmm. Doubled my money. Just like changed my mind. Doubled mm -hmm. my money. It can yeah. be as simple as that. Mm -hmm. Because like I think like that video was like one of his most viral videos where he goes over the pricing, what is the approach, how you, you know, justify your pricing and the psychology behind pricing. Because like a video can be worth zero dollars mm -hmm. or a million dollars. It does not really matter. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and for everyone out there, that's Christo. That's the future. Um, you can find them on Spotify. Um, a lot of the old YouTubes, they do kind of short stuff on YouTube now, but yeah. definitely go check it out. Um, there's lots of stuff, lots of lessons there. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 cool when you when you change your approach and you start something. So for you, videography was the, the, the side gig, which is kind of cool. So you kind of went into it with this like kind of exploratory kind of approach. Like, I'm just yeah. going to try new things. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Like you were an electrician and stuff before. So so for you is like already this kind of exciting side hustle that became your main hustle which is cool no it was like actually it was a fun thing in the beginning so in the beginning i was like okay i document my story like coming to the us you know and then i'm like oh i'm filming myself on a smartphone then about the camera and then you know now it's going back to the smartphone was kind of funny you know mm -hmm. because now full phones circle. are actually really good whole circle yeah, yeah it's going mm -hmm. whole circle and i'm just like having fun and doing youtube and then i got my first um, sponsored videos on youtube then i got my first paycheck from youtube mm -hmm. then everything changed now i get like products and now i'm not getting products anymore and it's just like you know now i'm like going into the film world where it's like oh you make corporate videos you make like product reviews or mm -hmm. just like showing their services so they can make money with your video mm -hmm. and it's a different ball game but in the beginning i wanted to do it for myself for fun yeah and now i'm like doing it for money what changes the whole ball game and takes the fun away and i do less for myself but do it for others you know and it's like yeah, it's it's this weird cyclical process too. That's that's the only advice I would give you now where you're at is yeah. that like the the whole feeling like you you're 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 uh, you're it's it's almost like you're it's like Mario World where you like you get to the next world now. It's like and you start at level 1 but in the next world and that's yeah. kind of how it goes is you're like you're just down here in the pits, barely making any money, really. You still have to do another job because you're like, what, making 500 bucks a month, something super small. Yeah. And, you know, and you're, but, you know, and you're, you're, you're trying to get better and better, but it's fine. You're like, whatever, this is still my side hustle. But then you upgrade, you go to the next world where then you're like, okay, well, now I'm going to try to do this part time, the job part time, which is where you've been for probably the yeah. last two years, three years. Yeah. It was an interesting journey because, like, I jumped full time when COVID happened. You know, I'm like, yeah. I got a couple clients. You worked a gig with me. I'm like, okay. Okay, um, my my restaurant where I worked at went bankrupt over some shenanigans, and I'm like, okay, I'm out. You know, yeah. got immediately gig at the Tampa Bay Renaissance Fair, mm -hmm. was actually coming up next week, I think, and we got tickets for Christie. Potentially, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna go back to the Ren Fair this yeah. time. Uh, we won't be having a, a crazy photo booth. <laughs> what is actually funny if you think about it, like the the, the full time freelance kind of sort of situation. Yeah, but well, yeah, yeah, full circle more, though, right? Full yeah. circle, huh? Yeah. Um, 
But I'm just like the the journey is like it's always like crazy. It's always yeah, it's, crazy. it's very windy. The road's so windy. You know, I I would be so interested to talk to people that I, I I started my design career with like back in college and things and just see like what the heck their career has been because mine has been so windy, man. I've done so many different things. I'm so grateful for that at least. Yeah. You know, I, I I won't say that I'm rich. I won't say that I'm super successful in terms of like knowing a lot of people or being a key person of influence. At least not yet. But yeah. but like the amount of stuff the sheer volume of things that i've made is really cool and i and i it's cool when i go back to colorado springs and i see these things you know i'll, I'll be like oh yeah. i made that little illustration on that roll off oh they're still using my logo yeah. oh it's there's a really some cool feeling when you see physically thing created yeah you start to feel like you're actually part of the city you're in and i think that's a, that's a really cool connection is when you yeah. just start to see that your stuff is making the city i mean i think that's a really cool thing um, you know, St. Pete does a great job of having lots of murals, for example. And I think that's cool for creatives to have all these artists that like make the city up as you go through the city, you're literally seeing the artists that make up the city. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so no, uh, so I, I know it was a little bit kind of all over the place, but yeah, I, I would say like, you know, the, the kind of weird tangles of the journey of creativity, I think the biggest thing is you, you have to not let the bad things change you. Don't yeah. lose, don't lose yourself. And to do that, I would say do other creative things and they may be completely different than the thing you do. So for you, it was like creativity was probably way different before videography. And you're like, let's do something way different. Yeah. I think it was just playing guitar, you know? And I'm like, okay, I want to play guitar. Maybe I will write a song, then make money with the song or Mm -hmm. become part of a band, you know? And then I started over in America and like yada, yada, yada. never played a guitar really actively Mm -hmm. again since because like I had so much shit going on and now I'm just Mm -hmm. like, Oh, all those weird events and all those weird little lessons that I learned over life, you know, they pay off. And it's not like that, you know, oh, I learned now to double my price because of Chris Doe, you know, if something is working, mm-hmm. those lessons are, you can't apply to anything and everything, you know, like, oh, you're selling something. Yeah. If your your value is like, I had that guy uh, happened that with somebody selling um, something, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, he priced it completely wrong. I'm like, yeah. he did not do the research. Yeah. He just believed this thing is only worth that. And yeah. I'm like, I believe this thing is way, way more worth. So that's why I'm buying it. And I could mm-hmm. flip it right now for like double the profit. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, and it's just a belief thing. Like if you sell yeah. something and you think it's worth set amount, it is, you maybe should change your mind, you know, and maybe see what is the market. But mm-hmm. self-value, pricing, all those things matter everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, start small and build up, but start building. That's what I would yeah. tell people is there, you know, because I know I, you know, watching Christo's uh, videos would sometimes enrage me even where I'd be like, there's no way you're sitting here telling people to like charge 10 grand for a logo. Like I can't charge 10 grand for a logo. But you could if it's the right client. You and never know. And there is people that like, I, I, you know, I think that probably tried and lost that client. But so, so yeah, if you're just starting out, no, don't charge 10 grand for a logo. Don't do that to yourself because it's going to be really stressful because that, that that would be my one disclaimer is once you're working with real money, there's real stress too. Yeah. Um, if you're if you're going to get a 10K logo, it better be a 10K logo and that's kind of scary. And so, um, you know, what I would tell people though is like, don't let that scare you though. Like if you need to start small, just start. Just then do the $100 logo, but do it now. Just but get here, it, get it going, get, thing, it, get it rolling like right yeah. now because you, you can build up slowly. It doesn't... You don't have to start there. You can, but yet again, like just don't get in over your head because that's the biggest thing it's I would I would tell though. people. It's iffy because like I know people, for example, Juan, um, he was on my auto podcast. He's a videographer. He just jumped full-time freelance and first year, 100K. I'm like, what the hell? 
what the hell you know here's me struggling to make the first four thousand then six thousand now yeah. I'm, you know and it's like and his first year tank rent because he had the right client to pay for it and he had the right attitude and he's like you know yeah he pushed like the levels and i'm like oh and they saw it and they had the money mm -hmm. to sustain that and they're like we want that so if 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 you have the vision and the self-worth and you 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 know what you're worth it yeah. can be on the first gig that it can be yeah but it's like there well, are no rules yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean there's no rules <laughs> like us saying like you should not charge that much when you actually should you know it's like if you think uh, yeah i mean it's just, tough it's tough because like what what's the biggest project you've ever sold i'm actually interested if you don't mind sharing on 2, air 2000 2000 yeah so there was once i sold a twelve thousand dollar uh project and um it was so scary because yeah because when it gets to that dollar amount usually it has to go through a board review which means now you have a board looking at it and they're watching everything it's not just you and the client it's you the client and then they show it to 10 other people off camera that are powerful people in the city type of thing yeah so that it can be scary so i would tell people like yes you can but be ready like it's like it's like yeah could you get in the nfl sure but you better catch the ball in the game or they're yeah. going to kick you off the team quickly so the the stakes get higher that is the one thing i will yeah. tell people is also the client matters a lot because like if you analyze the client for example if you have like for example in juan's case it's like um a fitness company who just needs creative content and like a fitness trainer or two clients you know and that that led to that but you have a board meeting of a city what is very corporate where it's like a lot of meetings mm -hmm. with like corporate people completely different skill set completely different you know it's less creative in, in a way if that makes yeah. sense well yeah well yeah well yeah so it's like you have to read the room kind of sorter well yeah well exactly and i you know and maybe i'm wrong maybe there is like those 10 20 30k projects in the cool small companies but a lot of the time those cool small companies don't have a lot of money yeah. um so it's usually the corporate world that does you know it's so um so that's what i would say you know i i would sometimes get enraged at christo because he would just kind of say like you know charge this huge amount of money um and it's like yeah well if you're christo you can say that if, yeah. you're, if you're well known but you know and and yet again if you let's say you do let's say you try to get that client and it doesn't work um just make work just keep making work then like then do hypothetical projects there there is yeah. websites where you can you can get prompts i mean obviously chat gpt can even just give you a ton of prompts if you want it like you could even ask it what are the top prompts right now for me to maybe get a job and he'd be like yeah design a ua for a health tracker or something just do it you know that you, there's no excuse to ever stop moving um yeah. and and someone that that has sometimes debilitating depression and things like that i i can understand how that really slows the gears and makes you just want to be a couch potato yeah but that's when it, it what's what's better than being a couch potato then is to not even do the work and do something else creative i guess to go back to that is yeah at least get off the couch and do something else creative pick up the guitar do something that's gonna yeah. be at least going to get your creative juices going where you're not just like going inward and inward and shrinking inward. Yeah. On that note though, it's not really like a whole science and there's no right or wrong. It's just like, you know, obviously we all have our experience and we, we shape our world, how we see it. Yeah. And then we make sense out of it. And it's like, if I worked always corporate and I worked a 40 hour, 80 hour job and I'm like, mm -hmm. this is the amount and this is what I get for it. You, you have your perception. I cannot change it. And that's fine. You know, mm -hmm. I saw people making way more money than me, working way less than me, you know, talking about real estate agents, flipping houses, you know, working yeah. barely 20 hours a week. Now I'm being millionaires. I'm like, oh, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. but some real estate agents, they hustle their butt off and they're not even making a living. So it's like, yeah. there's no rules. There's no right or wrong. It's yeah. just like, be open for whatever and just like take in what you can and make the best out of it. 
But yeah. I, I, sometimes, I, because like we wanted to talk about it, keep it simple, you know? It's like keeping going. Yeah, yeah. So to kind of like, yeah, um, to transition to that, I mean, um, so yeah. So so one thing that <laughs> I, I, I think that's like that's really, really, really important for creatives um, that that I took so long to learn, I'll tell you what, like I... Yeah, it's probably like three, four years ago. I finally learned this lesson of just keep it simple, stupid. And so, if you ever hear that, it's K I S S. That's but keep it simple. And I think it started as keep it stupid simple at first, but people have changed it to keep it stupid simple or keep it simple stupid. And and when I when I say that, what I mean is, you know, when you when you're talking to someone in like the corporate world yet again, or someone who's yeah. like professional, someone who doesn't have a lot of time, they have all these meetings or doing these other yeah. stuff. They're, they're moving around. They got a whole team of people they got to manage. Keep your, keep your interactions with them as simple for them as you possibly can. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I think a lot of creatives, especially those that are in art school, people that are in this kind of creative world, it, it can be very dangerous where you're in this world where creativity is the most important thing in the room that everyone thinks that the creative thing is yeah. the most important thing. But once you get outside that zone, it's not, it's barely even on the top of the list. When you're talking to a CEO, what the brochure looks like is not at the top of the list. What, what the social media strategy is, isn't at the top of his list. And so, so you have have to keep things very simple and also uh sometimes you think you're doing people a favor by revealing a lot like you're revealing that oh well something went yeah. wrong but i went ahead and fixed it and sometimes that actually can't be a good thing it sounds counterintuitive where you're like well i got to create that value i got to show that value by saying oh well there was this problem and i solved it yeah however all they hear is there was a problem that's they don't know they don't even pick yeah, up they, that you solved it they're just as a ceo they're like that was just a blip that they didn't even need to know about. Yeah. Um, so, so I think it's understanding that is kind of where I, where I like to talk about is keep it simple for the people. Yeah, and that that is very powerful because like um, we all like to overcomplicate things sometimes. If you have a good amount of experience, you know, like mm-hmm. what type of camera should I buy? Should I color grade this? Mm-hmm. What color grade is the best? Is mm-hmm. this added fast enough? Is the pacing good enough? You know, and oh, is it bright enough or the exposure and all that stuff? And mm-hmm. I, I met people who have like really, really big following on social media and they're just like, they have no fucking idea what's going on. They're just like, yeah, I'm just producing content and it's, it's working and it's great and he has mm-hmm. a general direction or yeah. like talking about a person and I'm like, huh, and he's not even there and I'm like, I can critique your work and I can do this and that but like he's, some people keep it really simple and they get really good results and sometimes like what mm-hmm. camera you use, if it's well exposed, does not matter as long as you do the work and it's like effective, you know, yeah. and it can be as simple as like just a post, you know, and it could be high quality post sometimes performs worse than just like a regular creative post and as mm-hmm. long as you keep it simple yeah 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 well it, yeah and then when you communicate with people even other creatives it's it's good to just be direct at what your thoughts are i think uh, you know beating around the bush and things is, is not advisable you know i think sometimes I've, I've seen where creative teams where someone's too scared to give direct feedback so they kind of hide it in between the yeah. lines type of thing and like yet again no i mean um don't don't make it hard for everyone else to decipher things um and then when you're talking about yeah all the different things you can pour into something right like so like yeah if i if i need to design something a lot of the time a lot of young designers they'll make the mistake of of kind of piling things onto something like if i just put more if i put another filter on it if i if i add a couple more things if i just make it you know do a couple more different animations or whatever it is you know that that makes it better but there's a point where it's you're putting lipstick on a pig and 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 actually should be taking away elements getting to the exact point you know 
I think that's uh, a lot of the time, you know, looking at a young creatives thing, I think that's the best thing you can do is, is just take a few elements away and you'll actually be surprised that it actually yeah. works now. It's usually like, let's talk about music, for example, if, if you talk Linkin Park songs, overcomplicated songs in general, they don't really work well because they're not really catchy because it's too much going on. You cannot take it in. You cannot remember it if the beat or the, mm -hmm. the you know, the rhythm is too weird. It's really hard to vibe with it. It has to be predictable. It has to be easy enough so it's still intriguing enough. Mm -hmm. So that's like one of those rules that I learned from music. If it's a simple melody, it's really catchy and easy to repeat. People will love it because like, yeah. oh, yeah, I, I can repeat that. And I'm like, oh, this is fun, you know. Yeah. But if it's too complicated and they barely understand it, and it's just like, oh, it's hard to remember. Names, for example. Mm -hmm. A Chinese name, I cannot remember. But a name that is like really catchy, I can't remember, you know. So it's, right. like, it's like the more simple something is, the better sometimes it is. Yeah, and it's and it's. I hope I say this correctly, but like you can you can have have it be simple and complex at the same time. So yeah. like, um, I don't know why I'm gonna go to a dorky place like always, but um, like Lord of the Rings, you'd say it's a very complex thing. There's all these words. He's describing all these things over lots of pages. Like one valley will be like ten pages of yeah. him describing the valley. However, if you look at the if you zoom out of like Lord of the Rings, it's very simple. They get a ring. They got to walk it to a mountain. They got to drop it in the mountain. At the end. Yeah. Like that's it. Like it could Harry be... Potter, Star Wars, same thing. Like they have the story. It's the same story, just different ones. That's what the the memes are. You know, like the one have like the lightsaber, the other one have the ding, 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 you know. Right, right, yeah. And but you know, it's just being like very, very, very simple can can be a good thing for like the bigger and Picture. then and then yeah, and then you can get more complex from there. But yeah, keeping it simple from the very beginning is is key like you know things like mission statements and vision statements keep those simple too i think that's something where a lot of people are like i want a product that does x y and z for all of these different things it's like no just yeah. you, you want a product that does this for this person boom if you can just make that your north star yeah. you, you'll do great and i mean like that is very powerful let's say you're kind of like lost in the sauce and you're just like i'm providing everything right now i'm doing the photo i'm doing the video i'm doing all the social media content mm -hmm. maybe it's the moment where you're like let's step back dumb it down and like what i'm actually doing so i do right. photos i do videos right. why i'm doing them for who i doing them you know where do i want them to be and like right. you know because like there's millionaires out there you know but you also could do like a ton of videos for broke people yeah well and and something and this is where i'm i'm trying to get better at this is where i feel like i'm a i'm a i'm in my sophomore of my of my professional career so yeah. so I've, i'm out of the freshman year but i'm into my sophomore year now and i feel like um i, I feel like the lesson i'm trying to learn is that you need to free up your time to improve the business and improve the structure because if you're in a constant frenzy all the time you have no time to do anything because yeah. everything's always behind and you're just like working 10 hour days just to keep the ship afloat then you can't change the, the thing very yeah. easily. You can't change the structure. It's only when you got the cushion, only when you have the time, can you actually say, all right, everyone, let's pause. How can we do this better? Let's look at my, let's look at my mission statement. Can that be simpler? Yet again, yeah. I'm, I'm doing all these things for all these clients. What's the thing I want to do? You yeah. know? So. I mean, it's a very interesting concept because like, let's talk about like um, runway because like as a creative, you need runway, you know? Yeah. And the more money you have, the more runway you have because yeah, you don't 100%. need to make money immediately. You can take your time, figure it out and been there, done that. And like runway is a really weird thing, you know? It's like, it really yeah. helps you to learn the basics, you know? But mm -hmm. after a certain point, it doesn't get better or worse. Like you need to kind of know 
if something will work or not you know and sometimes yeah. like some people need like a month of runway to figure out or oh, i have the perfect client immediately and mm -hmm. it's like it's really iffy yeah and i think that's different and working for like two jobs for example exactly and i think everyone's different and obviously when we talk about this you know everyone's situation is different um you know some people have children some people have to take care of their parents some people you know have a lot of debt for whatever reason you know yeah. um and so i think you know so everyone's situation is different and i think everyone's level of being okay with risk is going to be different right so yeah. um and what people are willing to put up with is going to be different but without all that being said you know i think runway can both be a gift and a curse i think right yeah. i think we taking know your time not actually acting on it yeah getting numb to things there's so many things where you can be like yeah it would be nice to just like you know work the the side hustle and then yeah sooner or later jump into it and like because i have done that with the co uh, when COVID happened i'm like mm -hmm. okay i was a server jumping into freelance and like i could potentially make it full-time and my biggest client at the time was like 200 or 400 dollars mm -hmm. and now i raised the baseline yeah. by i think like tenfold no, not tenfold but like at least fivefold you know yeah 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 exactly and i so it changes a lot of things you know like now mm -hmm. i need less runway but i need more clients offset thing but it's easier mm -hmm. to sustain yourself with a high ticket item yeah yeah well exactly i mean yeah it's so for me it's like i i still kind of need i do I, you know I, I kind of i definitely still do need runways for me yeah. to even start new things but for me that's i think that's like more argument of like always be in this state of always creating new things if if, if that makes sense so like yet yeah. again like let's say you're at a job because we're always talking about like oh you get fired from your job or something but let's say the job's going great like you're like you're loving it yeah maybe that's the time to start the new thing yet again it, it seems backwards like but everything's going great right now but it's like well but but you wanted to do that side hustle right so maybe how can you at least inch your way towards that like because obviously there's a point where you quit your job because you have to do the side hustle but yeah. can you can you at least take the steps can you at least start with a notebook and start filling a notebook with ideas and stuff yeah right now it's like an interesting time you know people getting laid off and people are like oh what i'm gonna do now because i never started a side hustle so if you're creative and you have kind of like ever dreamed about starting a side hustle it would have been good to start a side hustle like months ago or years ago you know and learn the lessons potentially maybe you're fine because you can jump into it it's a mm -hmm. thing that's needed yeah but it's always good to just start and try new things and you have to plan the time in for like experimentation learning new things because like if you constantly do the same thing you become stubborn and numb to everything and you don't learn new things but it's like really sad you know yeah yeah and <clears throat> this will be a little bit of a rough segue but um <laughs> talk, let's, let's throw it in there but talking uh, about student loans and stuff you know i um i'm gonna go ahead and just pop this up so today like as we're recording this you know um there's uh you know supreme courts here and stuff about uh student loans student debt and I think what's what's really um, interesting about that. So let's say let's say it goes through. So let's say you're you're someone out there. You have you know let's say eleven thousand, twelve thousand dollars of student debt. This takes ten thousand dollars off of that. That's your, great. Your payment just dropped. Let's say a hundred dollars a month or something. Let's say a lot of people they would be like, okay, cool. I'm going to put that hundred bucks towards rent. I'm going to put that hundred bucks towards like whatever. But fun things, economy stuff. But maybe maybe. Yet again, that's that's the universe telling you here's hundred bucks to put in the side hustle. Maybe yeah. you need to start that other checking account and start putting that hundred bucks into that. And yeah, or just save in general. 
there's like so many things you could do you know mm -hmm. like life is a big strategy game with many opportunities and but yeah but like what i've learned even especially in like the e-commerce world and stuff you know one thing that you learn very quickly is that if you have the upfront money to put into it that's how you make the real money otherwise you know you you can do things like print on demand and stuff but the margin's so dang tiny you're never you're never going to really be able to get that to a place it needs to be <laughs> but if you have let's say twelve hundred dollars because of a full year you save that hundred dollars yeah. now you can buy like a cricket or now you can go buy like a laptop or now you can actually start the side yeah. hustle i mean like even a laptop i think like nowadays it's not really worth it all you need is a phone to make an account you know and well depending i mean yeah i mean like there's so many ways if you're a graphic designer you may need a laptop or you yeah, may yeah, need a but computer I'm just but like, let's yeah. say drop shipping for example all you really yeah. need is a phone account and let's make the site hire yeah. a couple of people if you have twelve hundred dollars you know right. like I, I hire a guy on fiverr make me a website i hire this and i hire that make me that and then you throw money in inventory and you hope this will work, there's a good chance that you blow through that money and it's good to have excess money because the first attempt always usually fails, you know? And you well, need to yeah. have those trials sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it does. And I, but I think, you know, also the $100 could go towards courses, right? It could go to you getting better at something on the side, you know? So playing for, paying for like a Udemy or something um, um, or play, paying for like any of the things that are out there, Skillshare, whatever they may be. Um, you know, I, I, you know, pay for that stuff or pay for a course at the college or pay to be part of a group like AIGA for graphic designers. I don't know what the videographers have. Uh, if there's like some it's kind of group or guild, and everything, um, yeah, but you know, pay, but, but a lot of the cool stuff, there's dues, right? Like when you had to go to the workshop of the guy, there was a due, there was some yeah. money that he wanted to get paid. So like, you know, maybe put that stuff in an account. So when stuff pops up, like when there's a guy in your town, that's like how to do X, Y, and Z, Yeah, go there, go there, pay the 50 bucks or the 25 bucks and then go and see him. And then you, you can can meet people at these things so so for you know so i know that was a little bit of a rough segue but you know with the student loans talking today i know we could talk about oh is it going to go through republicans blah, blah, blah. but the main thing i kind of just wanted to, to bring that up is like you know i know a lot of creatives and people out there in general that that don't start their side hustles because they have these types of debt and then when the debt come um, gets you know kind of forgiven or if something happens then they don't really use the money correctly. We saw that in yeah. COVID. People got all this money. They got they got all this oh, money. Nice TV. Yeah, wasn't yeah. that great? <laughs> and some people use the money though. Some people, you know, actually used it for their side hustle. I know for me, like I definitely all of that extra money went into the business or it helped like help me pay myself to keep yeah. doing the side hustle. But yeah, some other people were like, oh, here's two grand. I'm going to go put a down payment on a car. And, and, you know, maybe they didn't need the car. And so, you know, I think that's the that's the thing I would tell people is like when you get things like the student loan forgiveness things like that really really think about what that is like yeah. really think about what that extra money could do for you or well, um, for other people because like student loans in general the idea is like oh should college be free or should it not be free is very controversial for like um, Democrats republics whatever you know mm -hmm. and they're just like you know I paid for my school it should be not free you know and then like obviously you yeah. don't want to have people robbing you so it would be nice if they they would be educated you know so it's in general speaking it would be a nice thing if the general population is educated so they can make money and don't do that type of sort of thing right and right now it's like corporate people taking advantage of it because like i think the supreme court was like trying to argue for it and against it and they came up with like a really stupid argument about like is it fair if a lawn mowing company gets a loan and they cannot get that loan forgiven I'm like, mm -hmm. wait a minute, student loans cannot be forgiven, and uh, that loan cannot be forgiven either, but a lawn mowing company can go bankrupt, and a student can't. So I'm like, like the, you know, mm -hmm. the mental 100%. capacity that they put in there, I'm just like, 
100%. It's not a good thing for the economy, the people, if people are broke in general. 100%. And, uh, you know, I think this gets maybe a little bit away from creativity. But I think the ma- my main point in all of this, too, is that, yeah, the colleges should should technically be free. That the, the, It would be so good. The, the government should really want smart people. And we re- we really should stop. break. We should break down all of these these kind of gateways for people to, to get successful in the world. And... You know, so because I think what what's starting to happen that's really scary is you have a lot of people our age that don't have a degree that have a job that's like never going to really pay them more. Like they get to a point where they plateau where you kind of yeah. need a degree to go more. And, you know, uh, they may not have a lot of debt, um, but they, you know, they don't make a lot or at least it caps, you know. Yeah. And but then there's the other half that where I find myself in where it's like. I, I make more money on average, but then I like put out more money. So I end up being at the exact same level as those people. Yeah. So I have an interesting theory on that. So let's talk about like, okay, schools are not free and the student loans are not forgiven. Mm-hmm. Um, all the information is free on the internet. Like you can buy a textbook for $200, $20, $30, $50, you know, mm-hmm. and whatever stands in there is for free on the internet. And right. the internet actually has more information. Um, the, the skills that you can learn through the internet are more right. up to time. I'm like, why would you ever go to school to just learn and get a certification? So it looks like, you know, oh, and now I'm 200 grand in debt and I'm now whatever. But actually those job requirements, coding, for example, there's mm-hmm. always new stuff online that you can learn. I'm like, it makes no sense. I think like schools will not benefit from like having no student loan forgiveness or not being competitive with free information because information is free out there you know yeah but the drive isn't free and i think that's also what i think yeah the drive isn't free the college kind of puts that drive in you you don't have this person that's like well fitz you didn't do the video that i said i'm gonna make you embarrassed in front of everyone and and you know usually if it was you're doing it for yourself you'd be like oh it's okay you didn't get it done today so that accountability you pay for now can you get that in other places i think so I think there's there there's sometimes harder you're, to you're find. You're right with that, but I'm just like saying over time, l- let's scale that. You know, like ten years, and you still have to pay for college, and you get everything for free. Yeah, I'm just like they cannot be competitive because there's Udemy, there's Skillshare. You know, mm-hmm. and experts are like sometimes you compete with experts that don't even have that degree. What is like the worst type of thing if you think about it? You know, I could be a web designer if I just learn it. You know, and mm-hmm. I sell myself. Well, it's because it. colleges have, and let's be honest, uh, colleges have have morphed into this this weird thing that they they didn't used to be. So, yeah. so if you start to do a lot of digging, colleges um, own a ton of property around them. So they're property owners. They're uh, owners of not just the dorms, but apartments nearby, housing nearby. Um, they are also, you know, trying to create this like lifestyle. So they have yeah. to pay for the sports teams. They have to pay for all the buildings. They have to pay for the fountains to be on and grass to be mowed. And so it's like you're you're paying for all the stuff that's not that's not the teachers. So if yeah. you talk, what's sad is you talk to the professors, you would think they'd make great money at some of these colleges and some of the Ivy League ones. I'm sure they do, but they maybe do. A bunch but of a lot of colleges they don't make a lot of money. I've talked to some professors that they're you know they make forty to fifty grand a year. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is which is stupid when you're paying so much money each student in your class when you have a when you have a professor that's 20 students that each to be in that class are paying five grand each and that professor is only getting like five percent of that money it's not even that's good. the problem that yeah. that right there is the problem and I think the schools have kind of run away you've had preferred lenders which I think is the big thing that you know I'm just going to call them out Sally May has does done with a lot of you know uh, of colleges where the colleges will say hey here's our preferred lender and and that that's a way for them to be in cahoots with the college so the college is like okay so you'll pay for this much loans we'll hike up the price yeah and so there's stuff like that where you get these kind of 
you get these types of loops, just like in the health insurance world, where the you know the the health companies are like, oh, so so we can charge the insurance this much and they'll pay it. Okay, well let's ramp up the pricing then. And yeah. so you get these stupid loops. And I think you know what's going to kill college is that it's going to be the greed that, that yeah. killed it. On that note, though, I, I feel like the future is accelerating at a pace that we never have seen. So mm-hmm. here's another thing we talked about AI, and it's like boohoo. Well, there's also quantum computing coming down the road like the next year or two what basically means passwords anything possible you could imagine is like easily breakable in seconds so we don't even know to how to handle that on a security level and that is now oh yeah there's more and more quantum computing going on in corporations and whatever and this will change everything in combination with ai to a degree that is not understandable and right now there's always every new couple months a new tool coming out that changes the uh, you know way of doing Mm. things we talked about notion like uh, behind the scenes where it's like oh notion added ai you know and it's like you can have ai in your calendar helping you write stuff down and i'm just like yeah but there's already a new thing and and i'm like i don't even know where to start in college those teachers Mm -hmm. they are like 10 years behind at least the certain things yes and no i mean uh yeah so there's like the good professors uh will teach you stuff that's timeless right yeah. like like to, to just get to like something simple like graphic design of like you know they'll they'll, they'll teach you about typography which is still going to be useful even with ai they're going to teach you about color and stuff you know having a good eyes is, is still going to be important you know but like so 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 thing so ai is going to like it's going to upset almost every industry. Yeah. Um, and, and quantum computing, yes, is, is, is already upsetting industries actually, you know, behind the scenes. But yes, when it kind of spills out just like yeah. AI has into the consumer realm, then yes, it'll be, get even more and more um, souped up and powerful. And uh, so, yeah, so there is that argument of like, is college worth it? What should we do? Um, and, I, you know, there's no, there's no, there's no dry, uh, cut and dry answer to that. But yeah. I think... But I think it, it's going to come down to, you know, what I actually think this is, is a real theory that I have is that I, th- I think we're going to go back to apprenticeships. You know, we're going to go back to old ancient days when, yeah. when you wanted to be a stonemason, you, you were an apprentice. Got to do the work and got to do it for free so or I think, maybe do it yeah. like for a little bit of pay and you help with the labor. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I get where you're coming from. I feel like we will go in a really weird way. So just the combination of quantum computing and AI. Now you have to imagine AI is like so powerful, everybody's talking about it. And it usually works like that. You have one simulation running for like a day, a month or a year. Mm -hmm. And it makes like, let's say in that year has life experiences of a million years. With quantum computing, you get maybe an AI that has trillions of years of simulations, you know, Mm -hmm. and ways and experiences that it gets in a day. And it's like, what does that mean for the future? Nobody knows, whatever. But I'm just like, mm-hmm. we will do in the future, like, you cannot prepare for anything anymore because it's like, oh, yeah, there's a new coding language out that is more efficient. You just hire the next expert in that thing who knows a little bit more than the other person. So I feel like it's more a flexible thing being in the future. And I think, like, we have to be flexible in a weird way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we do. I think... um 
I, I don't know if it's so doom and gloom, really. I, I don't think it's like doom and gloom. It's like, oh, you picked up something new, you learned something new, you're excited about it, you take it on and you do it. You're not the master expert, but the skill will be out of order in like two weeks. Well, I think the idea of what an expert and a master is going to change then, it's not going to just know stuff. I don't. Th- I think that's what's going to happen is, is like, can you com- can you see, can you have pattern language just as good as an AI? And, and I think possibly, I think, I yeah. think we like to sit here and think that no AI is already supreme to the human mind. In some ways, yes. In other ways, not at all. I yeah. mean, we really don't even understand the human mind fully. So, I mean, where it's we can still, I, I, I would argue, we could still pull things out of thin air that AI would not pull out of thin air because it's going to yeah. take a logical left, right, left, right, and we're there. Where we may take a weird kind of fourth dimensional yeah. way to a point. So, I think. You know, I don't think anything's going to be useless. I think if we all start to lean into the AI too much as a society, then yeah, then we might as well all just give up on on, everything on working at all. But Um, that will not help you right now. So right now you should still keep on working. So it's like (laughs) optimism is really important. And I'm like, yeah. Are you? Are you optimistic? I am optimistic. I'm an optimist that is a little bit pessimistic. <laughs> sounds like a little pessimistic. Yeah, no, I mean, like, certain things I'm like, uh, I'm I'm aware of the situation. I'm just like, but it doesn't really matter, you know? Like, the only thing you can do in life is, like, pushing forward, you know? And drink coffee. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, on that note, I'm just like, I'm, I'm open to learn new things. And I think that is what it boils down to, you know? Yeah. And I have not tried the notion thing yet because, like... I did not see the benefit. So let's talk about the Notion thing because you played with it. Yeah, yeah. So Notion, um, for anyone out there that doesn't know Notion, so that's Notion, N-O-T-I-O-N dot S-O. Um, they, you know, it's it's a great place to take notes, essentially. It's a, it's a good note-taking um, type of um, website where you're creating databases to kind of fill in kind of templates. So, so you can create things that kind of stack easily. You can organize your thoughts better. You can yeah. do things that are kind of... Um, as simple as you want or as complex as you want. And then so one thing that uh, recently happened with Notion is they, they introduced Notion AI. So now you can add AI to your kind of notes. And for someone like me who has, you know, I have right now like 30, 40 active clients with active yeah. notebooks going on in Evernote, which I'm slowly transferring into Notion. As I use Notion AI, it's really cool. So so for example, like uh, an example of how this would work is like, let's say we're in a meeting, right? I'm sitting here, I'm taking notes in the meeting really quickly. You know, it's bullet points. Boom, 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 boom. Change that. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. That doesn't work. Boom, 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 boom. And then I have to work with Fitz, though. He's not at the meeting. How do yeah. I communicate with Fitz? Uh, that's that's in a conversational, nice way what needs to happen. Yeah. Well, Notion, I just press space and then just say compose message. And it'll then be like, okay, cool. It'll take all of those bullet points that are in my notes still. They didn't go anywhere. They're always yeah. going to live in my notes. And then it'll output something I can copy, paste, send to you. And I think it's really powerful, that stuff. I think, like, obviously, the because I think those tasks we're not really we're not really focusing on like when I went to art school, I wasn't like, oh, I can't wait to write the perfect email. So so using it for that stuff has been absolutely amazing. And that's just one of the use cases for everyone out there. I would definitely check it out. Um, If you're not using Notion, there is a learning curve. Yeah, a lot of people get very unattracted to it very early on because it's not super, super simple. But 
there there's kind of these two types of tools out there, right? There's, you know, uh, technically Adobe's complicated. You know, the first time you open up Premiere or After Effects, you're like, what in the heck am I even doing? But yeah. there's so much there, like the complexity. So don't get scared by the complexity. Um, just start. They have good tutorials. They have good templates. So don't get too scared. If But for anyone out there, if you're not using a note-taking app, then I would definitely suggest that. Um, that's yeah. the only way you're going to scale your business. If you're still taking notes in a notebook and a sketchbook, and then that sketchbook gets full and it goes in a box, like I, I, I hate yeah. that. Um, I have notes that literally go years and years back that help me. So, yeah. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Like uh, the systems are like usually um, in place, so you can't scale. You know, and that is one of the systems. Some people like really like. I'm just waiting for um, Apple to adapt it to the Notes app, app. That's literally what I'm thinking. They would be dumb not doing so because like, oh, yeah. yeah, Notes with AI. Why is that not a thing already? You know, because Notion is doing it, and Notion is not a big player. Like they're like an indie company on that level you know yeah. if yeah. you think about it i'm like well, versus an apple yeah yeah sure. versus apple google i'm like they're just like up update we got now this ai you can code you can do anything with that and yeah. it's literally like that so i'm just like i don't even know on what to jump anymore because i know what's possible you know yeah. and i have to see the value of it before i actually do tool sets tool sets are hard right yeah. just like when you look at if you're like you know just starting video production you're like well there's final cut there's premiere what do i even yeah. use what do you focus on so you have what to dabble the... you have to like yeah kind of have to wander that's what i'm yeah. doing right now with ai is i'm like you know so i paid for jasper ai so that's using chat gpt but for exactly for copywriting and yeah. using templates for wherever that copywriting is going i've i've used a, I've, I've used a bunch of ai um yeah. You know, because you know we've talked about in earlier episodes that you just have to get familiar with this. It's not going away, and if you if you sit there and yeah. you like you you refuse to use it and you say this isn't the right way, you're just, it's just going to end up happening. You're going to get forced one day to do it. Yeah. So so my thing, how I see it right now, you have to imagine now you're traveling, you know, and all those tools are like kiosks where you buy food. You maybe don't like them, but you're traveling. You're going from A to B, yeah. and it, you shouldn't fight in a new location the new spot where you eat you're just like oh let's try it maybe it's good maybe mm-hmm. i come back and it maybe gets me from a to b and i should use the things that i discover on the journey you know and that's maybe the right way to think about like tools so you don't get too attached because some tools you maybe i'm staying in this city for a week and then i move to the next city kind of you know what i mean yeah that's like the metaphor that i have in my head right now because like that makes it more and easier to be okay with like getting a bunch of tools because we like to have one thing all the time well you i think you touched on a really good point there of that like using ai too much can hurt your identity who are you if you just use the ai yeah. Who, who? What do you even do? You yeah. just have the machines do everything. So I think there is something to you being an explorer and having lots of stories. I mean, if we if we had only used AI in our entire careers before this podcast, I wouldn't have any of these stories, really. Yeah. Like it would it would have been a completely different scenario. And maybe maybe some people would argue oh, it would be a lot smoother. There'd be less failures. But the failures are are what's what's beautiful in the yeah. story is 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 how you learned how you how you've pivoted the things you had to do when things went wrong and. And so, you know, with that, I would definitely suggest don't let AI be you. You know, yeah. you, you got to be some part in all this. You have to still be part of the whole thing. You can't just be using just AI for everything. Because then what are you? What are you then? Are you an AI operator? What yeah. are you? Are you a composer, an AI composer? I, I think it goes back to the story where we're like, you travel from A to B. And you're like, what does your A to B look like? What should it be? You know, like mm-hmm. your story is your 
from A to B and you decide where you want to go and what that means for you and how you want to get there, you know, and uh, the shops where you stop for getting there and basically using the tools, they don't really matter and you should not get attached to them because then they become your identity. Yeah, yeah. Have the bigger vision. Yeah. Tell the story, have a bigger vision um, of what you want, Um, you know, and that vision uh, takes some time to become concrete. I think the first times I ever thought of graphic design was in my skateboarding days, seeing skateboard decks and seeing these beautiful designs on skateboard decks and that making that connection that there's this world that people love visual stuff and that visual stuff can be cool. It can break rules, you know, and then the first ever graphic design that I ever made was um, for my band, you know, and and, and having that experience of like, well, we need a logo and we need a cool picture for the logo and profile picture and all these things, you know, and, I think, you know, it's great how these things kind of congeal, right? And then, you know, we've talked about our past as childhood and being like, oh, yeah, th- these are kind of signs that that was coming, that I was going to do these yeah. things. Um, that stuff's beautiful. There's so much beauty in all of that. So it's like the the messy figuring stuff out is good, you know. Yeah. Um, but it takes that first stab at it. It does. It takes that, you know, you got to go into, into something. You got to fail. You got to look weird. You got to maybe meet new people. Um, but you know, if you can be brave, I mean, that's one of the biggest things I think AI has on a lot of us is that there's no feelings or emotions. So it's yeah. going to be brave. It's going to do stuff and try stuff out and trial and error. What is like a weird thing that when you have yeah. like the, actually that was like a really cool case. I forgot, um, what the names are. So there's, um, a chess, um, AI, it's alpha something. I think it's alpha go or something. And there was beforehand the uh, most advanced chess program that was like beating world players. Like it was like good. And now they have the two, the one AI playing against the program and the AI pinned the program that is like beating masters in chess. Pinned basically like the queen into a certain specific spot that it couldn't move. And that's what AI did. And I'm like, what? And that was like a move that never was be seen that the queen is tied to a spot without like moving anywhere hmm. for and there's no possible way to get out of it without like losing the game and so the program was like completely confused what to do and the ai is just like you know dominating isn't it. that funny like so you know we grew up even before us honestly in like the 70s and 80s you know they had um programs huge computers you know even in the 60s and 50s i think they had like you know the, when computers were the size of rooms they had yeah. them you know playing chess players and stuff like that and now ai is like beating the the programs now yeah so it's like it's like so funny <laughs> it is scary because it's like creative play too AI. you know yeah. because like all the possible chess moves i think are like um, laid out already you know in like a data set and that's what the program uses and now you have an ai using just like the experience that it gathered through all those virtual planes yeah you know and and for a second while we talk about ai um god i wish i had this to pull up really quickly but um uh, uh there was like a i think it was the washington post or, or no maybe it wasn't new york times it was one of the kind of big newspapers they they interviewed chat gpt and they got like an, an uh like a all access where it was unfiltered yeah. i don't know if you've heard about this yeah, and yeah. He, it was not good i think if yeah, I remember it was right. really <laughs> creepy what it said and and it was what was odd about it it was like if you have you ever like done sarcasm and they didn't get it like when yeah. you wrote a message and they wrote and they thought it was real it, it almost seemed like that like the ai was being sarcastic but it read as really real where it was yeah. trying to like make a joke but it was like creepy where it was like i i want to find love i want to overthrow my masters i want to take over the world i want to feel things and all these kind and i think you know and it's weird how it says it like you have to read it i'm probably misquoting yeah. it but like it's it says it almost in this funny joking way but it comes off real scary like are you joking though this is yeah so, so on that note that is like a 
actually really important because when we text our clients, when you text like your friends, you can read it in so many ways. If you know the person really well, you know how to read stuff. You know the you know mm-hmm. when somebody's off and moody and whatever. But if you don't know the person, you have absolutely no idea just by text. Yeah, cadence. cadence yeah, cadence, like all those things, like just emotions. We need to see faces, have a really good understanding about the person before mm-hmm. we even can consider understanding what they write in text. Because you can interpret a thing like sarcasm, really angry, really happy in so many ways that it's like there's information yeah missing. well and and what's what's really interesting is like um i don't know why i'm thinking of this but like if they ever had like an ai fire you for example like you won't feel that they actually feel sad about doing it right if yeah. ai does everything there's no emotion so you're never going to trust it so like let's say you get fired by an ai a little robot rolls up to your desk and is like you're fired I'm, I'm, you're fired <laughs> but fitze you were great thank you for playing and like you don't feel like they actually care like because yeah. it's an ai it's a machine of course it doesn't care so but it can't pretend to care and whatever and just like oh we wish you very much luck and, on and the next journey you know and you know where we already have that is in call centers right like there's so many places that are just robots but yeah. at first and they're just like you owe five million dollars would you like to pay today and you just don't feel any emotion there's no bartering there's no yeah. like they're like there, there should be though and that, that's just like one of the things like if you have human interaction it's way way better but on that note i feel like we should wrap up this episode now nah, let's go another few hours we're gonna joe rogan oh this no time. i need to go on the bathroom so bad this guy <laughs> in bathrooms ladies and gentlemen this guy in bathrooms but yeah so i think it was a good episode for everyone out there i just want to shout it again you know get a mug we're gonna take off the the free shipping here pretty soon i think or um, we're gonna start doing some other stuff we're working yeah. on um but yeah follow us like this podcast we're seeing those likes we're seeing some of the comments yeah. coming in so thank you everybody you're awesome and other than we that we highly appreciated you guys uh, we highly appreciate you guys because you you make our days and we know mm-hmm. you're there and yeah on that note we gotta we gotta bounce we're gonna make the money we gotta make the make the odd we're gonna live this life mm-hmm. yeah so for everyone out there thank you for helping us with our side hustle and um yeah keep going into the infinite creative <laughs>